men rising up to end the silence around us about the chains that bind us to dispel the darkness of illusion with luminous spiritual technologies to finally become the hero within us all arise the honest man's podcast episode 50 halfway to 100 hari bal um, <laughs> yeah i'm karuna and with me is my beloved jai um as per usual and today uh, we have a guest with us, someone who is particularly dear to my heart. Um, I, I would confidently say my, my best friend at the moment, probably the one person who has most intimately witnessed um, my journey over the past year or so of my life and um, someone who I love boundlessly. And um, he's, a, he's an incredibly unique individual. Um, and there's there's so much to him, but we'll we'll kind of you know like our tradition here is that you know we let we let our guests tell their own story and speak for themselves um, what they're all about you know. Um, Jai, do you have do you have anything that you'd like to insert at this juncture? <laughs> no, Corona's talked you up a lot, so I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Well, I, I I just want to I do want to say something before we get started. I yeah, I mentioned yeah. this to my to my family that I'm actually staying here with in 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 a, in a little town in, in in South Africa, and they were they were really excited to know and and hear that this is actually your fiftieth podcast. And for them, it was quite an amazing thing. Now I've been I've been doing this war quite a, for for about four months now, and. Uh, I know what it's like to cross over a a milestone, so they 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 were coming up with this amazing idea that uh, you know we really we really needed to to celebrate. So I got my my cousins to paint you. A, <laughs> a, a oh my god! That's so sweet. That's congratulations, so sweet. fifty. And then oh. they're actually standing here waiting for me to blow this thing, which is going to be. <laughs> Happy 50th. And then oh, they also cut up some really beautiful flowers that I was meant to give to you. This is for you guys. Just wow, to congratulate man. you on your 50th. And that then too sweet for words. one more. This is a red velvet cake. Wow. wow. I think you'll, wow. you'll enjoy it on our behalf. <laughs> yeah, they're very excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're excited. They're trying to figure out he's going to eat it. <laughs> Thank well, you for the that, gesture. In the age of internet relationships, in the age of internet relationships, such gestures seem um, inconsequential. Right. But, um, right. What a what a sweet gesture. Thank you for that. Well, yeah. I mean, I just want to say from my side, thank you guys so much for doing what you're doing. You know, it's so nice to have that consistency and 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 the kind of content that you're bringing out is so valuable. Uh, and I'm experiencing that in my in my own life, and 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 it's part of. I mean, it plays a big role in in in, in where I am actually sitting right now today, uh, just by listening to your podcasts regularly. It really does. Uh, it has made a big impact in my life, and I'm just one out of many many men. What to speak of other people who are listening uh, on a regular basis. So I, I'm I'm very grateful, and I wanted to find out. I, I mean, I, I, I am taking full liberty here because I'm on camera, but I, I wanted to say, you know, to anyone who is watching this either live or, you know, at a later stage, if in the comments below, if you could just write one or two things that you're grateful for, 
for these two gentlemen and, and the wonderful work that they've done uh it's it's really so inspiring and and uh it it it, it really has got a, a good grounding and it's going to go a long way at least from from how i see it so if you can drop some comments and and, and appreciation for these guys uh i know that they'd appreciate it and 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 it's it, it will just keep the, the ball rolling so thank you thank you guys uh, so much even for a hard-hearted person like me i'm touched <laughs> 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 yeah, you can't resist the sweetness, Jay Prabhu. <laughs> brings that special sweetness that just melts your heart. No, thank you, Jay Prabhu. That that's you know that's really really sweet and really kind. And I mean, I know that comes from your heart because we've had so many discussions of you know mm. like post arise episode discussions. And um, so yeah, like wow. you know, just deeply deeply appreciate that. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna begin introducing uh jay Prabhu and his story by just um telling of a little adventure that uh, myself and jade and the the one and only shivananda Thakur, who's currently <laughs> our dear friend Sheep, who's now back in the uk but who was visiting here in south africa for um for some months so uh Sheev and jade and i got in my little car and we uh we left johannesburg to go to a, a little, a tiny little coastal place. It's not even a town. It's just like a little place, uh, Cozy Bay. And Cozy Bay is, is literally four kilometers below the Mozambican border. And so it was quite intense because I had... Wait, only that's the days. name of the place is Cozy Bay? Cozy Bay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But you spell it, you spell it K-O-S-I. It's like, okay. it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but everyone just says Cozy Bay. Anyway, so um, it was quite, quite intense because I had only two days off of work. So, so basically, you know, like we, we made a nine hour trip to get there the one day and like rural South African roads. It was like <laughs> hectic, but very, very scenic, very beautiful. So we get there, we stay overnight. And then the next morning, Shiv and I accompany Jade with his big backpack down to the lagoon at Cozy Bay, um, you know, onto the beach and we, uh, and we saw him off. And that was the 5th of August. And today is the, is the 3rd of December. Um, you know, almost how much August, September, four months, how many months, yeah. three months, right. four, two months. Days, four months, two days short of four months. Yeah. Two days short yeah. of four months and a full like 1000 miles down the road. Um, Jade, how many kilometers exactly do you know? Okay. So about two weeks ago I was in, I reached the halfway mark, which was yes. 1,600 kilometers. Yes. And now probably... 1,850 more or less. So, okay, yeah. we, need to, we need to backtrack a little bit. This story yeah. got some big gaps in it. So you went to Cozy Bay with Shiv and Jade, and you went there to see him off. So see him off for what? Like, we we have no contact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so Jade had decided that he was going to circumambulate the entire coastline of Southern Africa, of our country. And that basically means that he starts below the Mozambican border and then walks all the way around the southern tip of the African continent up on the other side to the just below the bottom of the Namibian border at Alexander Bay. And that is a full 2,800 and something kilometers. And um, so he's now proceeded four months down the line and... Um, you know, and he's already gone past halfway. So now, so now the question comes, 
Jade Prabhu, what gave you this wild idea to undertake this incredible mission? What led you to that point? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this for some time. And uh, the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> it is being, <laughs> I don't know. And, and what's interesting about that answer is that it, it really kept it open for me to really see why it is that I'm doing it. And when I started walking, the, I mean, the idea came about when I, a couple of years ago, I read a book uh, called Mutant Message Down Under. Uh, it's about this uh, American lady who gets called by this Australian Aboriginal tribe. Um, and she gets invited to go on a walkabout with them into uh, the deserts, into the, 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 the land of, of Australia, the outback. And um, that I reckon that book was actually the start of my kind of like spiritual curiosity, just because they, they were so much connected to uh, the earth and, and, and having that they speak a lot about like having faith of, of the great spirit kind of providing for them. They don't carry much with them, you know, some water. Uh, uh, they, they've got like many different members of the tribe. Uh, they do very specific things. But the idea that came to me was kind of like that real like raw, natural kind of lifestyle of just completely surrendering to the will of, God and and knowing that he will provide in in whatever way that you need so that idea was always there um, and I think about nine maybe eight years ago I kind of did go on a little walkabout it was it was I, I started at uh, a town just actually just below cozy Bay and I I, I must have walked slash slash hitchhiked for maybe about two months and i actually got that feeling i got that i i was satisfied by that 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 connection of of wherever i went i had that connection there was that there was it was like there was a clear sign that this was that i was being guided whether it was to somebody's house that they would allow me to come in and have a hot meal, have a hot shower and a nice warm bed to sleep in, or whether it was somebody telling me the direction of which way to go, or, or you know, somebody giving me a lift and speaking to me about their, their spiritual path and which would encourage me to continue on. There, there were just so many different kind of like synchronicities that that taste for that, that connection started to grow. Um, I got to a certain point uh, along the coastline and, and I'd, I'd kind of run out of money and also kind of run out of steam. Uh, so I went back to the city and kind of tried to get a job and, 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 and all that responsible stuff. And then, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and then a couple years went by and I was kind of feeling myself wanting more of that that feeling of you know that spontaneity of that 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 feeling of I wasn't feeling connected I wasn't feeling like I was I was having that uh direct 
connection, you know, because it does, it really does feel direct when, when, when you don't know which way you're going and all of a sudden somebody pops out of nowhere and says, hey, man, you got to go this way. It's like, wow, that's like, it's like, you know that, you know, you, you can really feel that this, is, this has been, been guided. So I lost that feeling and I was trying to create it in, in, in whichever way that I could, but it just never really came. Um, and then, yeah, I, 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 I found myself in a, in a really, really difficult, difficult place. And then I, I, I met, met the devotees and, and kind of gradually went into practicing bhakti yoga. Um, but that feeling of still wanting that connection, I, 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 I wasn't really feeling it. Then kind of, uh, a few months ago, um, I went to Johannesburg to, to, to kind of visit my, my mother and my brother and kind of just, you know, get some kind of connection with my family and, and some friends up there. And then, uh, uh, Gauteng, which is the province that Johannesburg is in, it, 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 it locked down. It kind of like individually, independently locked down to, to the rest of the country. So it was in that moment that I kind of felt like, like, where am I actually supposed to be? Because I was kind of running away from the lockdown and then I got locked down and then I was kind of like, <laughs> oh, what am I actually supposed to be doing? You know, like, where am I supposed to go? I don't necessarily want to get a nine to five job right now. I don't, I don't really have any uh, commitments. I mean, I don't have any commitments that are keeping me, keeping me in one place. So I had to kind of make a decision. And then I had this, I had this kind of like this, oh, it was actually interesting because my, 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 it was at my mother's home that I read this book, uh, um, Mutant Message Down Under. And I found the book again, and then I started. I read it again, and then I and then I remembered this feeling. I remembered this thing of like, mm. oh man, I forgot about that. I had mm. forgotten about that want that that desire. I had forgotten about that feeling of 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 wanting to be so connected and wanting to have that um, that that direct connection. So I I. Uh, I started playing with this idea in my mind, you know, doing this, this walk. And I, I'd met somebody uh, before that had, uh, I hadn't met anybody before. I'd read an article about somebody who had did this particular walk before. And somehow or other, I remembered his name. I checked him out on Facebook and he was there and he answered my, he answered my message. And I, we, we had a phone call and I asked him, I said to him, you know, I want to do this walk and uh, I don't have any time limit. I don't have any responsibilities. I, I purely just want to do this walk and I need you to guide me. I need you to help me through through the process. So he told me all the practical things like the things that I need to buy, the things that I need to eat that are going to give me enough energy to kind of, you know, sustain through, through the walk, the amount of water that I'm going to need daily, the places where I'm going to need permits to kind of walk through private nature reserves, um, rivers that I'm going to be crossing, wild animals that I need to be careful of, you know, just the whole spectrum of, of practical things that I would need to kind of just carry with me as I'm walking. So it was now starting to take shape. And 
I was getting a little nervous because I I knew that I I I had this this kind of desire. I had this feeling that this is what I wanted to do. But you know, like when that starts to take shape, it kind of feels like oh wow, this is happening like really quickly. You know, like I don't know if I actually. I don't know if I actually want to be doing this, but things were just coming left, right, and center. You know, I had a tent, I had a oh sleeping God. bag, I had a, a backpack. I had friends that were like, "Yo, man, this is great. This is exactly what you need to do." It was just like, "Oh man, I don't know if this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing." But I accepted it. I accepted that. Okay, this is this is actually where I'm at, and it was quite a stressful period actually during that time, trying to plan and trying to arrange things and 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 looking at Google Earth and checking out, like, you know, how far am I going to go? And am I actually going to make it? And it's like, oh, man, my mind is just going wild. It wasn't allowing me to sleep at night. Um, but <laughs> the excitement was there. The excitement was there. And, and that feeling was starting, to, was starting to brew in my heart again. That feeling of, of like, being guided to, like, I'll give you an example where um, I went to go and buy a sleeping bag and um, the sleeping bag that I, I, I bought um, was too, it was, it was too small. It was just like a, it was, it was actually made for a, for a, for a child. So you have to be very specific in the things that you buy because you're going to be carrying these things for months. So you don't want it to be too heavy. You want it to have, you know, it's got to be the right weight. It's got to be the right warmth. It's got to be the right, everything has to be pretty specific. So I was going like days and days trying to find this perfect sleeping bag. Anyway, I found the wrong sleeping bag somewhere. I bought the sleeping bag and then I had to take the sleeping bag back. But then there was this guy that was there who suggested this specific sleeping bag that I should get. And it was the sleeping bag that I got. So even though it was such a small thing, that feeling of like, I did the wrong thing, I took it back, but then I was guided to do the right thing. That, that kind of like satisfaction kind of started fueling that fire, that feeling that, 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 that connection again yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to the guidance of, of, of God. So I was kind of feeling this thing and it was slowly starting to build, slowly starting to build. Um, I have so I, I don't know if you wanted to continue. I have. I, like, I, was, I was just going to say so. So that was kind of I would say like the main thing for 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 that for kind of like going stepping into this specific adventure was just kind of having that 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 reconnection, having that reconnection again mm. with with Krishna. Mm. Can we respond to this? I have. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, I was go, thinking. Go. I have I am taking little notes on my phone, so don't mind my little looking down. I don't have my sure. note pad on me like I normally have. There's a lot of things about this story that really stick out to me. I think the first thing that sticks out to me is your answer, I don't know. That was the first thing that really stood out. And the reason it stood out to me a lot is because there's like this contrast that you can encounter in a lot of literature between like the active person and the contemplative person. And in most men of the world, you know, this is the earth plane. So we're informed by Roger Goon and we're just like very active. And if you ask people, well, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, prima facie, they will say, well, to do this and do that. But then if you ask them, well, why are you doing that? And if right. you like keep pulling back the layers, I think a lot of us will come to the question, I, I don't know, or the answer, I don't know. And 
having come face to face with that, I don't know why I'm doing this. It forces you into like a more contemplative space right. that is kind of scary, actually. And I'm thinking about this more like even in the context of like Krishna consciousness. You know, why are you doing Krishna consciousness? Well, in the beginning, I had like a pretty specific reason, but I've been doing it for so many years. If someone were like really press me, why are you still doing this? You know, I we have like our basic traditional, well, Krishna Prema and and you know we have like our standardized answers but if you were asked someone why are you specifically like mm -hmm. on a subjective level why are you specifically doing this not not just the standardized answers i i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of us came to the i don't know question mm -hmm. and will be forced to like actually contemplate and that the fear of the contemplative life i think is really real like we're afraid to like enter into that space it's just a lot easier to just be active and just do what you're doing, following the standardized archetypes of the material world. So that kind of really stood out to me. And I, I don't want to overspeak in this part. Maybe I have a question about also, but the one of the other things that there's so much, but this one I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up is you met the devotees. You're in a space of disconnection. Um, you've you've experienced some sense of communion previously, but then you're in a period of two years where you're disconnected. You've loss i i'm really fascinated how you describe it as forgetfulness which is a way that we often describe things in bhakti also there's forgetfulness of that deeper connection with god with a higher order of reality and you meet the devotees at that time you get into bhakti but what i found very interesting about that part of the story is like you i'm still not feeling connected <laughs> and i found that i found that like I giggled a little bit at that part and I find it interesting because I wouldn't be surprised if that was true for a lot of bhaktas today. Like they're practicing, but not feeling connected. And what I appreciate, cause you, you've met the devotees. So how long have you associated with devotees? It must be like a shorter time. It's about six years. I've, I mean, I've been, I, I've been practicing, I've been practicing, uh, I've been practicing for about four years, but, yeah. but six met the devotees six years ago. Okay, I wanted to bring this up, and this may be a question for conversation also. What I find interesting is that a lot of us, when we first came to Christian consciousness, there was like a more visceral search for the truth, you know? And then as we found truth in Christian consciousness and we've embraced Christian consciousness, that desire for truth in some ways got like supplanted by a allegiance to like a dogma. And one thing I'm, I'm been contemplating recently, actually in the last few days, is that a one way in which, and I was reading this recently, one way in which like mass movements generate dependence of its adherence to them is by elevating dogma above reason. And uh, mm -hmm. you, can say, you can see this in a lot of like argumentation that happens on the internet between devotees where like there's like a dogma that you're supposed to follow this. Like these are the rules. And if someone has a question, instead of just like answering the question or placating the doubt, you just push the dogma in their face and you have to just, just follow this. And that's what it is. And we're not allowed to like, not that we're not allowed, but we become, it's almost like gaslighting. You, you start to feel like you're crazy because you're asking the question, you know, when mm -hmm. the dogma so clearly gives an answer. And what I found interesting about this part of your story is that you're with the devotees, but you're still feeling disconnected and you're not afraid to like 
bring that question up for yourself and just say that I'm not, something is amiss here. I'm not actually feeling connected. And I'm not gonna just dismiss that doubt because of the dogma. And, mm. and that kind of you know, gives you the courage to set on your journey. And I feel that's a courage and a, a place that many of us, we have encountered, but we haven't been able to make that choice because of fear. So I guess the question I would have here in this regard, just to that angle, is the courage to, and I'm gonna use this language because I like this language a lot. I've used it here on, on the podcast before. The courage to like follow your bliss, you know? And even when that following seems to move you away from the allegiance mm -hmm. to a particular framework, which can be very scary, especially if that framework is giving you so much, it's giving you so much support, it's giving you a community of sorts, but you're still not feeling satisfied. And that quest for satisfaction, that quest for bliss may lead you away from a particular allegiance or community, at least for a time. How do you get the courage to follow your bliss? To you know, it's 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 kind of scary. So that's it's that's really what yeah, I've spoken it's, a lot there. I'm sorry. Maybe I've overspoken. No, no. no, it's nice. It's nice that you kind of bring it into context. It's, it's and the way you did it was really clear and 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 precise. Um, it's it's a wonderful question, and and I kind of, I kind of feel very unqualified to. I mean, I say that because I I, I sincerely do feel unqualified to speak about it because I've only been doing it so, for such a short time. Uh, yeah. I've been only walking for about four months. Before that, I was very much kind of bound by uh, this kind of dogma, you know, and 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 kind of really trying to uh, just fit in, mm. just kind of stay in alignment with with what everybody else is doing, um, and not ask too many questions. Just trust that whatever comes or whatever is happening. Is for my best, for, for the for my for the best for me. Um, I will say that the, I think before I, I met the devotees, I, I did have. I had that taste. I had that taste of of that unique experience, um, of 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 being able to follow my bliss. Then, then when I kind of came into to bhakti yoga, it was kind of like, okay, I, I remember actually saying to myself, I'm just going to put aside everything I believe just so that I can uh, gain whatever is going to be told to me and I can, I can, I can take it mm. fully. So I, I, I kind of put everything on the, on, the, on the back burner and forgot about it. Because yeah. I because I, I got I got so I got so caught up in what was going on around me and and so much just trying to um, identify myself as being a devotee, shaving my head, wearing the the, the 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 attire and you know the whole thing, being there at the temple, um, and then obviously seeing the the amazing examples you know from from the devotees that you know Prabhupada disciples that are uh, you know they were just creating such a a wave of bhakti bliss and 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 all of a sudden everything that i put on the back burner uh became i, I like i said I, i'd forgotten about it because now i was kind to tr i was trying to chase this this other kind of ideal 
and, and in being a specific way and, and creating an identity that was that was uh, not necessarily me, but but because it was so much uh, appreciated within the community, I would just I just wanted to I just wanted to grab onto it. Um, and and I would I would say, Prabhu's, you know, it's like it's it's really interesting. I would say that I only really turned back to see what I had left on the back burner when I started listening to your podcasts, because I realized that not only were you guys kind of presenting a more uh, holistic way of 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 dealing with with just one's life in general, not necessarily to speak of spiritual, but just one's life and, 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 and how one can be quite honest with themselves and honest with those in, around them, but then also the, 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 the people that you were interviewing. And, and, and I kind of looked back at those things and I was kind of like, but hold on a second. I actually, I actually appreciated those things. I actually, I actually felt connected with those things. And, and that was kind of like the turning point for me was, and then what came from, from that was kind of trying to integrate the two, like trying to find out, okay, so this is the kind of identity that I've created. I put everything on the back burner. I'm seeing where I am right now, uh, just due to association, devotee association, and, and seeing how things run. Um, but now how do I kind of like bring what I, 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 I naturally knew uh, into this kind of realm and and that was that was quite difficult but it was it was what got me to go it what it, it's what it's it it was what got me to actually take that first step when i left cozy bay that day on the on the 5th of august that it was it was it was that moment that i was kind of like oh wow <laughs> i am um, i don't actually know what i'm doing here <laughs> You know, like I, I kind of had everything. I had everything. I had the bhakti. I had what I put on the back burner. I had everything with me. I had everything in my bag. I had everything that I needed. I had the support. I had the family. I had the friends. I had everything. I had the encouragement. I had the bee bag. I had everything. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it was then that I kind of felt like, okay, you know, now is the time to actually now really see what's what's actually going to happen. I mean, yeah. So uh, is that okay? Um, does that I mean, kind it's of great. I know I'm I'm laughing. I'm really already enjoying this conversation. Um, I'm thinking a, a, a book that really got me into like men's issues and previously a few years back was the um, the Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. Okay. You know, he's the one who's kind of coined this monomyth hero's journey. And a lot of what you're describing fits the template that he's given there um, in a very fascinating way. But in one, in one space, you know, you, we start off in like the known area, the, the area that is comfortable for us, that's familiar. And that basically facilitates a really slow death <laughs> without yeah. any meaningful metamorphosis or transmutation. So if we want to go into the, the world of meaning, you know, you got to go from the known to the unknown. And, you know, entering the unknown, he says there's like a threshold that you have to cross. And, you know, he speaks about a threshold guardian. The threshold guardian is someone 
it, it manifests in many ways. In your story, it kind of manifests like when you decide that you wanted to do this, it seemed like everything was coming together really fast. And you got a little bit nervous about that. Like, I don't know, this is, this is kind of wild. So he, he would call that like as a threshold guardian, but then finally stepping into the unknown and, you know, to the point where you're not going to be able to turn back. Like you, you're like, I, I'm doing this. And he calls that entering the belly of the beast, you know, where there's going to be a profound metamorphosis that's taking place because now you've entered so deep that you can't turn back. And I don't know, it just, for me, hearing your story, it sounds really romantic. Like, oh man, I really want to go on such a journey. <laughs> and um, yeah, this is this is kind of why I'm laughing. And just I, I, I just the the language that you're using that I don't know what I'm doing. And it seems like that's a really beautiful space to be in. I mean, beautiful and frightening at the same time. But I sometimes I wonder, you know, <laughs> I wonder this a lot about Christian consciousness. We're such a like a scientific mm -hmm. spirituality. Like everything is like very very precise. And I remember I used to always like judge Christians. <laughs> I would go to churches sometimes in America to chant Japa because you ain't getting no peace in a Hare Christian temple. So I was like, I need peace. <laughs> I'm going to the church. And I would see people like, you know, praying in the church. Yeah, and right. I would be low key like hating on them or judging them, saying like, they don't even know what they're talking about. They don't know the science. <laughs> they don't know the science. They don't know the tetra, you know? Which I still, by the way, 100% truth be told, I 100% think that to this day, to this moment. But when I would see them praying so fervently, there was mm. there was something that was also, I don't want, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I'm going to use the word appealing or compelling about mm. them being able to pray in a like space of not knowing, and something that allowed them to mm. have a more fervent prayer because they were in the space of not knowing. Whereas mm -hmm. my experience of like devotional communities, because we know so much and we could basically justify anything because our philosophy is very detailed, that place of knowledge doesn't allow us the same sort of fervent call out to God for communion. At least that's been my experience. I don't wanna speak for everyone. That's been my experience and I do feel that I see that around and i could be wrong so i'm just gonna put that out there but i don't know there's something appealing about being in the space of not knowing that seems to like nourish this sort of fervent call to to grace to descend into their life and i'm kind of guess i'm hearing that i don't know if that's been your experience of entering it's, very nice, it's a very nice point it's a very nice point judge Agnath. you know i was i was thinking uh one of the answers that i was because like I knew that the question would come up, why are you doing this? And and I was playing with it over and over. And, and, and even when I'm walking on the coastline, I'll see people maybe about two, three kilometers away. And they're just sitting there and they're obviously going to see me. I've got, a, I've got a drum. I've got my, I carry my Dalek with me. I've got my big backpack. I've got this floppy hat. I've got this big beard. I'm not wearing any shoes. And they obviously, if anyone's going to like, if anyone's interested, they're going to be like, what are you doing? You know, like, why are you doing this? So I'm continuously trying to figure out in my mind what I'm going to tell these people. <laughs> How am I going to tell them, like, what am I doing? And the Mom, answer is I've always, gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I, I, there was this one time where I, was, where I was like, I'm looking for my car keys. <laughs> I've lost my car keys. I can't find my car keys anywhere. <laughs> they looked at me. I was crazy. And I just carried on walking. But... <laughs> One of the things, one of one of the answers that I've come with now recently is 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 that 
um, exactly what you're saying is, is it's like, I needed that space to just be on my own so that I could figure out what I'd learned, what I'd both in the temple and out. So both before and after. And I needed time to kind of digest everything and see what where where I fit into those things because because I, I, I have what, what, what I know and, and, and now I know a whole lot more. But 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 where do I fit into that? Where do I fit into that whole thing? And 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 what has been really amazing is having that space to actually kind of solidify and simplify all of that. Because I promise you, I promise you something right now, Jai Jagannath Prabhu and Karuna Avatar Prabhu, when you're standing on the edge of a cliff and the wind is howling, there are raging waves like 60 to 70 meters below you. And you have nothing keeping you from falling over. You have nothing keeping you from, you haven't seen anybody for the last three or four hours. And you're probably not going to see anybody for until the end of the day. There is something very simplified about that experience that connects you. You know, you don't start thinking, oh, well, you know, we're not this material body. We don't, you know, karma doesn't come into your mind. You know, did I offer my food to the Lord last night? None of those things enter into your mind. It's just like pure, like you're just there adrenaline and you're just like whew, this is like this is real you know and then you have to cross over like a certain like a certain uh, rock that there's no there's like nothing there's no there's like a huge gap in between the rock you've got this massive bag on you again you haven't seen anybody if you slip down there it's over the only thing that you have is that prayer that you were saying you know about these christians that they have that they have that real, there's something real about that. And it's like the only thing that I have in that moment, I've learned so much, I've understood so much, but it's like I can only rely on, on Krishna at that moment. I can only rely on him. There's nothing else that I can do. And you know what happens is that when you do jump over that cliff, oh, sorry, when you do jump over that gap and you make it to the other side, you're completely exhausted. You've been walking the whole day. It's hot. You're probably dehydrated. You haven't eaten for the past two hours, so your stomach, your stomach's starting to grumble. And you know that you've got a couple hours still to go before you set your tent up. When you cross over that little gap and you feel your heart beating in your chest and you make it, there's nothing else more valuable. And there's nothing else that sticks out to you than gratitude for the guidance that Krishna has given to you in that moment, even though it's so tiny, in the eyes of anybody else, it could seem like the most smallest thing. But in that moment, when that happens, after everything has happened and what's still to come, there is just this like deep satisfaction and, grat and, 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 and gratitude that just sinks right in. So it's like, yeah, it is, you know, just having that space to kind of uh, allow all of that knowledge that we've read about and heard about and lectures and everything is just kind of like, you know, we, we, we soak it in like dry sponges, but then it's just like 
having that space now to actually now see where it is in, in, in my life. Where do I fit into this whole thing? And how can I incorporate all of this stuff into, into what suits me? Not as in like separate from anything, but, but what is my relationship with Krishna? You know, what is my relationship with all of this knowledge? How do I experience this life? Because I'm not a pure devotee. And I'm also not a malech. I mean, I'm a lecher, but I'm not so far gone. I'm still chanting Hare Krishna every single day. So I've got an advantage, you know. I've got something to my name. I might not be p chanting purely, but I have something. I have something more than the crabs and the seals and the cockroaches that you see running on, on the rocks in the middle of nowhere. I have something so valuable than the people, than the cows that are that are on the on the beaches and the poor people that are suffering in the villages. I've got something that is so valuable. And but how do I incorporate that into my life? You know, where does that sit in my in my life? So yeah, it's a really nice point, Jai Jagannath Prabhu. And and just having that space to kind of digest it all is really it's it's been really helpful for for, for myself. Your computer is muted, Karun Avatar. We can't hear you. Nope. And oh my God. That now is... we can hear you a little. Can you? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug in I'm gonna plug in my other headphones. Just give me one second. Let's see if that makes a difference. Um sorry. Okay, how's that? How's that? Is that better? I think uh, it's sound. Like we yeah. can hear you. Okay, I don't know why it's soft. I mean, I'm 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 set up as well as I can be. Jade, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay, excellent. Okay, so I'm super curious to hear, Jade, how you're gonna frame the answers to these questions. Like, where do I fit in? Like, I my question is basically how like what answers have you already arrived at but before we get there i'm also strongly feeling that we need a little musical intermission and there's <laughs> one i don't know what you had in mind about what you wanted to play but there's this one song that you wrote i think close to the beginning of this walk you know where you it's like from krishna's perspective like i've been there with uh -huh. you i don't know that song i'm just feeling that song right now yeah so, sure what, what do you think you think, yeah, you think yeah. we should hear it yeah, cool. So okay, tell I, us the story. Tell us okay, the story yeah. of this one. Okay, so I kind of um, as as devotees, we 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 we're always. I mean, probably even just people in general. We always have. We always have kind of like this idea that God is there and I'm here, and. God needs to help me. <laughs> you know, it's always, it's always like a one, it's always like a one way thing. It's like, God, you know, I, I need you. I need you to help me. My, my job, I'm really suffering. I'm struggling like anything. You know, my boss is just like, deadlines. I'm stressed. I can't help it. My wife is, is not happy at home and my kids are really struggling at school and like god i need you i need you i need you to help me i need you to help me god 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 please help me this is about me you know or wow god you know i've done this and i've done this and you know it's always about myself but 
we never really see it from the perspective of Krishna, from God. Now, I sure as heck don't know what it is like from his perspective, but this song kind of gave me a more, it, it, it kind of helped me to relate to him more, seeing it the way it would be if that was from his perspective. So it's called, I've been there with you. When you start to look around, no one there and no one to be found. I've been there with you. When confusions cloud your mind Blocking out the sunshine of your heart I've been there Traveling from place to place The body changes but the soul it stays the same I've been there with you You cry out, no one cares all alone, wondering if anyone cares. I've been there with you. You don't have to keep running away. You don't have to do this on your own. open for you to come back home where you belong you've been gone for so sent out wishes to walk beside your dreams I've been there with you You've climbed up the mountain's highest peaks Fallen down into the ocean I've been there with you The clock is ticking round and round Your heart beats but soon 
soon it won't make a sound. I'll be there with you. Now it's time to take life's last test. It's up to you how you choose to take your final breath. I'll be there with you. You don't have to keep running away. You don't have to do this on your own. Doors open for you to come back home. Where you belong. You've been gone for so I deliberately at once parts tried to not listen because I was getting emotional. Oh, <laughs> Joy, come on. I, I don't I don't do vulnerability in public spaces. I was like, no, this is getting too close to the heart. I need to stop listening right now. But then I just adjusted myself. I said, it's okay, just just calm down, Jai. It's all right. Yeah. Just <laughs> oh, Prabhu. Uh, but it is, so... it's nice. I mean, it's, I kind of, for myself, it just kind of gave a little bit of perspective, you know, just from, it's kind of like, and again, it's, it kind of like put me, when I, because I, I practiced the song before today, and I was kind of like thinking, it's amazing how over the months that I, whenever I hear the song or I, or I play it again and I sing it, I just, that, that realization just sinks in more and more that, that Krishna is there and he he loves us as much as as we are trying to love him you know like the, the way we trying to 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 be with him he 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 wants to be with us as well and and it is just like again it just kind of gives me that that place of of having that space to 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 find out what it is that he actually wants from me you know what is it that he wants from me and 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 so yeah that's kind of singing the song again and again and again and again. It just kind of reassures my 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 understanding that you know it's very personal. It's a very personal relationship, and um, yeah, he's waiting for us. After you complete your walk, and it would be nice if you record it. Right. It be. I listen right. to the music of my friends all the time. Okay. Aside, aside from Kirtan, that's practically the only other music I listen to. Jade, you know, actually, Jade, Jade has a, um, he's got a fully recorded and, and like produced album that just hasn't been released. Uh, Premlana Kirtan, you know, he's one of, he's also our dear best friend and, you know, Prem assisted Jade to record his album, but you know, it will be released at the at the at the right at the right moment. You know, we're just we're just kind of waiting for that like moment. I don't know what the moment is, but anyway, 
you will be blessed you know like <laughs> like probably i mean it's just it's just incredible it's just incredible um yeah i mean Shiv, i'm like Shiv and jade and i you know we were like a little for it was a brief period of time maybe just a few months but we became so close we were like an inseparable little trio and we used <laughs> oh, to spend dude. such such intimate time together um jade i want to ask this question now you know just in the light of the discussion before you shared this this beautiful song with us um you know like so so you were you were trying to that was that was basically but you only sort of like now more recently articulated that intention that you may have had in a sort of sort of like an unarticulated form in the beginning like okay, wait a sec, I've been through a lot, I've immersed myself like completely in this in this Krishna consciousness movement, in this ISKCON society, but I've, I'm also a human being and, I, and I've also, you know, been through so many things. And so now, like, how do I actually relate to all of it? Like, where where is my authentic self in the midst of, of all of this that I've been deeply involved with and have been affected by? So my question is, yeah, I mean, it's been only four months, you feel like you're only at the very beginning, like you're just a little seedling, you know, quantitatively speaking, but qualitatively speaking, damn, I mean, more than a thousand miles, like such, such an intense qualitative experience. And surely by, you know, definitely you have distilled some realization. So I'd like to, I'd like to hear what, what is it? What have you discovered um, already, you know, at this point in, in, I, I'm just so curious to hear how you would frame that and articulate that for us. Thank you, Karuna Avatar Prabhu. It's a really nice question. I I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I can't like we're asking questions. You're just like, thank you. You say the name, you say it so sweetly. I'm just like, I feel really uncultured right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Jade is just, he's just like, he's exceedingly adorable in that regard because, <laughs> because he, he authentically does like relate in that way, you know, right, like even right. in our casual, informal, friendly interactions, he speaks to me like that. And sometimes I'm like, oh God, I just want to eat, I just want to eat you up, you know, but he really does talk like that. That's what's so amazing. I know, I, I believe why. it. Yeah, I was that's just like, like, that's why I'm like, oh my God, finally, you know, people actually get to experience this like amazing human. Okay, people, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I would say that I was really up in the clouds when I first started. I thought I had so much uh, going for me that I, 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 yeah, I was really up there. I was really up there, and I, I was, I was, I, I put myself up there, and I was getting some kind of like uh, reciprocation from community and you know that kind of thing. But, but I'd really, I'd really pushed myself like right up there, <laughs> and the kind of moments when you realize that you're actually not that high up there <laughs> and you're 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 alone in 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 those moments it's 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 very uh i mean it's like it's humiliating but it's like it's because you kind of you kind of feel so 
I, I, there were moments where I was, I was like, thank you so much, Krishna, that there's actually nobody around me because I am so embarrassed about mm. how low I actually am down on, on the scale, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm completely embarrassed. Yeah. So because I pushed myself so high up, there were moments quite early into the walk that it kind of just kind of like said, whoa, come on, just come back down to earth. So that was kind of, that was, that was one kind of thing. But naturally what I wanted to do was, was rush straight back up there. And I was running, I was running a hundred kilometers ahead of myself and completely forgetting where I was in, in, in the moment as I was walking on a day-to-day -day basis. And I would, I was pushing myself so much in my, within my own kind of like mind and, and, and expecting myself to be more than what I actually was that I completely forgot what was actually required in those moments when I was, when I was, when I was walking in the beginning. And I can tell you right now, it only happened about a month ago, maybe even less, maybe, in a, maybe even about two and a half weeks ago, that this realization just like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And it, what it, what it, how it got to that point was I'd got to a certain section where Okay. Okay. Just a quick, a quick thing. So the first from from Mozambican border to kind of like the, the first province is is KwaZulu Natal. It's it's a lot of beach. There's practically no rivers going into the sea, and there's practically no hills or mountains. Nothing like that. It's practically just sand. Then you go into the next province, which is the Eastern Cape, and then there's a little bit more hills, um, a few rockier sections, kind of leading into the sea but nothing too serious. Coming out of the Eastern Cape, there's a lot of cliffs. So a lot of land that is on top, like flat land, and then, and then like sheer cliff down to the sea, and then a lot of rock that is kind of like going into, into the sea down the bottom. And then coming into the Western Cape, which is the next province, which is the province I am in now, um, that is, is quite rocky. I mean, it's, it's, it's got more mountains and, 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 and rocks, a lot less beach. So coming out of the Eastern Cape, there was a lot of rock. And it, what I was doing in the beginning, when I was walking along the coast, I would be able to walk about 30, 25 to 30 kilometers in a day. And that would take me a full day. But then I came into the Eastern Cape, and that would take me maybe about 20, maybe about 22, 25 kilometers a day. Going out of the Eastern Cape, into a more rockier section where it would it would take me an entire day to walk 15 kilometers maybe even less maybe even 10 to 12 kilometers mm -hmm. so you can understand the kind of concentration that you need to kind of walk over these sections it's not just walking straight on a path it's you're having to negotiate over rocks and cliffs and the whole thing so it's a real thing i got to the specific section where uh, the sea was quite, the tide was quite high. Um, 
the, the gap between the rocks that I needed to cross was quite far that I couldn't actually cross. The, the water was running through the gap of, that, of, that, uh, of the rocks. And the rock on the other side was really high but really flat. So it was, it was when, I, when I reached that point, I looked up and I was just like, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be able to do this. So it actually got to that point where I felt internally, both physically, mentally, emotionally, that I'd gotten to the point that I felt like I actually can't move forward. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. I promise you, it was a really difficult thing for me because getting to that point, getting to that specific point was difficult. But now actually reaching that point, I was like, I, I actually can't do this. I actually, I, I, I'm, I'm about to give up. I can't do this anymore. Um, so I, I backtracked, I back, I walked back a couple of kilometers and this is the amazing thing. This is the amazing thing. I, I, I saw this, I saw this, this like, uh, this wooden pole that was sticking out of this rock that wasn't natural. It was somebody had put it there. So I knew that there was human activity around that area. So I went back to that pole, couldn't find a path or anything. Then I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to swim. So <laughs> I went, I started walking to the sea, and all of a sudden to my right, there was this path going up this cliff. Now, it was a really steep path going up to the plateau of the cliff. So I took it as Krishna's kindness, and I started climbing up this plateau, and I went up to the top of the cliff. I managed to set my tent up. I phoned Karuna Avatar Prabhu that day, and... I don't know if you guys know. I mean, I'm sure you do, but ugly face cry. You, you, you're aware. Of this? <laughs> I Jai, know. Jai, Jai, I've seen Jai, has seen, Jai has seen me do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I mean, thank goodness nobody was around, but my <laughs> face was like everywhere. <laughs> I could not even control it. My, I, I was crying. Buckets of tears, and I just, I, just, I can't do this anymore, Karuna. I just, I'm so useless. I can't even cross over a freaking rock. I just, I can't do this. I give up. What's the point? You know, I was just like really, really, really like, like really actually feeling like I can't actually move forward, mm-hmm. and it was really difficult. It was really, really, really difficult. Anyway, I, I. Karuna was really hopeful and he, he just listened to me speak and, and I kind of let it all out and, and I slept, I, I, I pitched my tent that night, I slept in the tent and then uh, in the morning I'd made an arrangement to kind of walk on top of the on top of the plateau and a lot of other actual really wonderful significant moments happened after that specific thing uh, that were really uh, hopeful um, I got to I got to actually see devotees. They came back. It was over, after Govardhan Puja. They brought me some Mahaprasadam from the hill from the Govardhan Puja. I, I got some. I the place that I was staying at. He gave me a place to stay for free, and he was a really nice guy. A lot of things came from that thing, and and then even after that, I managed to find another trail back down to the sea and walk, and it was just amazing. But one of the things that came from that. This is the point. One of the things that came from it, and I would say, Karuna Avatar, from your question, 
that this has probably been the one thing that has been the most significant and the one thing that's made me realize how high I was up in the sky and how basic this thing is, how basic and how simple it is and, and how much it, it, it has allowed me to connect to Krishna at every moment, whether I'm having the most difficult day or the best day of my walking, or where, wherever I am, this one thing, when I realized this one thing, I was just like, how could you have not even have thought about this? And that one thing was gratitude. Now, I practiced gratitude before I came into Krishna consciousness, but it was a very different, it was a different kind of gratitude. The understanding of gratitude that I, or the kind of practice of gratitude that I was practicing was the, the gratitude that one has for the law of attraction. Now, my understanding is that when the law of attraction ha is, is that when, you, when you're grateful for the things that you have, the universe provides you, uh, continues providing because you're grateful for, for the things that you have. But then you, you can go a step further and you can be grateful for the things that you don't have, but pretend that you're grateful that you do have them and the universe provides it for you. It's the law of attraction. I mean, I, I, so, okay, so when I was practicing this thing, this law of attraction, I was, I was practicing gratitude for the wrong reasons. I was practicing because I wanted things. Then it got to the point that I realized that I wasn't actually receiving anything, so then I stopped being grateful. It got to the point, isn't it amazing? It got to the point, it got to the point where I was actually becoming now feeling in, in like having that like kind of entitlement, you know, like I, 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 I deserve these things. But, and, and then when things would happen to me, I'd be like, that's right. You know, I, I, I deserved those things and I deserve these and I deserve that. But this, particular situation when I got to that point where I was just like, I can't actually do this. I had been running so far ahead of myself that I couldn't even see the wood for the trees. I couldn't even see what was right in front of me. I couldn't actually see the support and the kindness and the love that I was receiving from those that were around me. I couldn't actually see that I was doing the one thing that I really actually fault in my heart was good for me, was the best thing for me at that time. I couldn't actually see that everything that I needed was right with me in my backpack. Everything that I needed, I'd already heard and I'd listened to and I'd, I'd kind of experienced already in my life. Everything that I needed, I already had everything with me. And that first moment when I actually like just felt like, I felt embarrassed, but at the same time, I just felt so relieved. And I just thought, well, I just, I just couldn't, I just said, thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for giving this to me. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to actually be in this position. But now my mind started going back to the old habit of being grateful for things that I want. And I had to now adjust my mind to just be grateful for the things that I've got. I don't need anything. I have everything that I need. And, and Krishna has provided that for me. And, and, and it, was, it, 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 it has been a simple and easy 
process, but it has been such a liberating process that even in the days when the wind is howling and the rain won't stop falling, I'm cold, I'm miserable, I can't feel my toes because it's so cold, my hands are practically purple, my there's just water everywhere, I'm wet, my tent is wet, my sleeping bag is almost wet, everything in my bag is just it's just wet and I'm I'm cold and I've still got a couple of kilometers to walk. And no matter what I do, I'm just going to be cold and miserable and wet. I have something to be grateful for. And it's in that moment that it completely changes. It completely shifts because you're no longer now thinking about what's around you. You're thinking about now, or well, I at that moment am thinking, oh, I can actually tolerate this. I can actually tolerate this pain. I can actually tolerate this, this suffering because I'm grateful for the fact that I actually do have a sleeping bag. I'm grateful for the fact that I actually do have some money, that if I needed to go and buy something hot to drink or even go sleep at a, at a, at a, at a B&B for the night, I have that and I can do that and I have that comfort. I, I, I have everything that I need. So that one thing, that one thing, I would say out of a thousand miles, <laughs> I've walked so long and there's just this one thing that I can say for sure. And, and this goes back again to, to, to what you were saying, Jai Jagannath Prabhu, is it's like, you know, giving yourself that space, giving yourself that space to kind of like uh, digest all of, all of this, this stuff and see like really just going back to the basics and this one thing of gratitude, which is actually interesting, Jai Jagannath Prabhu, I actually saw uh, your post on Instagram was Carl Jung's uh, uh, thing. And, and I was like, wow, that is really significant. I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. Can you, can you remember the exact? Um... Uh, I can look. He says, if your religion is based on salvation, then your predominating emotion will be fear. And if your religion is based on wonder, then your mm. predominating emotion will be gratitude. Isn't that amazing? It's like when I read that, when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I wanted to speak about. You know, like, that's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly like how I was feeling. It's exactly that one thing, that one simple thing. Like, I mean, we know, the things that we read, we've got like, volumes of texts texts that tell you so much about stuff that will blow your mind right out of the water you know that tells you the absolute truth that is going to take you straight back home back to godhead that is going to connect you directly to the supreme personality of godhead krishna all of these things that can you can perfect your life by reading these volumes of texts and 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 all of these wonderful, this wonderful knowledge. But my realization was like, how can I, how can I, how can I expect myself to know all these things and, and have all these things when I can't even be grateful for the peanut butter that's in my bag? You know, how can I, how can I, how can I expect to be on such a high level when I can't even be grateful for the fact that I have legs to actually do this walk? And it's just such a simple thing. It's such a simple thing. 
but it opens up so much room for allowing all of that uh, information to become more, uh, you, can you can receive it a lot more, you become more receptive to it. And I I'm experiencing it. I'm experiencing it through, the, through this walk. I think just it's... Yeah, sorry. I was going to say... I think this, thing, gratitude, that's really what yeah. I, I want to end up saying. I want to say, I think the simplicity of that realization um, conceals its profundity. You know, and again, especially in the context of like devotees, where we have so much knowledge um, and access to just like a a world of thought that's literally inconceivable, right. and, <clears throat> and you know, and like we're we are we're grateful that like, we have the Bhagavatam and so on. But I'm like, how many of us even read the Bhagavatam on the daily or? Yeah. This, we have this whole library of Goswami's literatures and so on that's been translated. How many of us even read that? Like, you know, we're just happy that we have it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the simplicity yeah. of what you're expressing here conceals its profundity. And the, the and of course, because it's concealed, it doesn't necessarily register. And the third, part, third person party listening mm. to this, it doesn't necessarily register in our psyche. Um, because it's kind of concealed unless you're directly experiencing it, um, that, that space of gratitude, then yeah, you're just like a third person party. It's just like, it's like too abstract. Um, right. it's like, yeah, of course I'm grateful, but like, what's the real point? <laughs> like what's the sure. real realization? Sure. It makes it a little challenge. I have one other question, and I know we want to do some more, maybe one other song. So I'm Bokruna Avatar. I don't know if you had anything earlier in the in our conversation. This thing got brought up, which I thought was interesting. Um, Follow your bliss can also be considered gaslighting and spiritual bypassing. It also removes the need for discipline slash tapasya for any growth um, of craft. Which I think is an interesting statement. For, it is. That that word spiritual bypassing can't stand it. And the reason I can't stand it is because I didn't <laughs> even know I didn't even know that that rubric until 2020, where everyone was using it in the context of the BLM movements here in America. And if you didn't want to like chime in on it, then you were spiritual bypassing. It was like a very politicized thing. When I researched right. the phrase spiritual bypassing, it it comes from it was coined by a Buddhist. Um, theologian, I, I don't think you can call Buddhist theologians, but a Buddhist practitioner, and he observed in his communities that people would spiritual bypass, which means like not deal with the human parts of themselves in the quest of transcendence or nirvana in the case of Buddhists. So he called that a spiritual bypass, and he was speaking to a culture of needing to integrate the human experience with the aspiration for transcendence or nirvana. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I and I can totally see that spiritual bypassing goes on in spiritual communities. That makes sense to me. The way the word spiritual bypassing is used here, though, seems to have a, even a different context. Follow your bliss can also be considered gaslighting and spiritual bypassing, which gives it a sense of like escapism, at least the right. way that it comes up in the sentence. It also removes the need for discipline slash deposit for any growth of craft. So the the way it seems to be used here is like as a running away from or escapism of responsibility or, or a commitment or dedication. 
And I know with stuff like this, especially in the context of like the Hare Krishna, you know, doctrine of the need for guidance from guru and sadhu, going on a journey like this where you're largely alone and exploring your inner world, you know, kind of learning to be with yourself, basically. It, it seems that it could strike a, the typical, let's say, Hare Krishna or member of a institutional spirituality as like an escapism of the responsibility of dedicating oneself to a higher authority or a chain of command or a sort of commitment to a very specific process because you just want to do what you want to do. And as a Hare Krishna, that must play out in our psyche a little bit. Am I running away from X, Y, Z and so on? So I was kind of curious about that. How does, does that come up for you as you, or has that come up for you in this journey? And how do you reconcile, if so, how do you reconcile yourself to that thinking? Like, no, I'm not, I'm actually exploring my inner world. I'm not just trying to run away from the chain of command or from the Guru Parampara or Sadhu. It's like, how does that play out for you? Thank you. Yeah, it's really nice. I, I saw, I saw myself as being something that I was not when I started walking. I was, I, I can be, I can be quite honest and say that I, I thought that I was much more, uh, I was much more being a, a, a much closer to being a pure devotee than what I, than what I actually <laughs> realized that I was. Yeah, I, and I that was because. And that was because I was following the 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 you know I I, I was doing what I was I was doing what I was told. But that connection that I was speaking about in the beginning mm. was not there. And how is it so? How is it possible that that could happen? That I'm doing everything I'm told, but even sitting in a in a temple room with with deities in front of me and devotees surrounding me chanting Hare Krishna, I don't feel that. It concerns it concerned me. Mm. I really like your point, uh, Anjali. Uh, I think that it's really it's a really good point, and it is very. It has to be taken very um, cautiously. Whoever's going to make that kind of decision, but I think that. The conversations that Karuna Avatar Prabhu and I have had uh, quite a bit in the past is that, you know, being honest with where you actually are is is so important. And and, and again, I, I go back to what I said in the beginning about this podcast is it's it's really bringing that out so much is it's allowing people to actually be honest with where they're at and taking it from there, mm. because that is. You can, you can only do so you can only go so far you can only go so far until you reach a dead end and then how strongly rooted is your practice you know when you have yeah. to cross over that bridge or when you have to you know deal with a situation that is like way beyond your qualification but somehow or other you think that you can do it and then if you're not going to decide to 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 be honest with yourself then either karma is going to remind you or Krishna is going to give you a fat slap on the ear and you're going to remember, you're going to have to, you're going to be like, okay, I actually am not where I thought I was. Where, where I feel fortunate is that, is that I, I, I had the support from 
uh, a lot of senior devotees and a lot of 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 my community members uh friends and family um which kind of gave me more of 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 kind of enthusiasm to do it wow um, but those are some rare Hare Krishnas. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, no, we... going, it's going back to just being honest with, with where you are actually in your life. And that is scary in itself. Mm. You know, that is scary in itself because if you are actually really honest, you're going to you uh, you're gonna see where you actually are. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's humiliating. But, it's but I... I, I do think that it's like it's a it's almost like a non-negotiable necessity because because basically this whole argument comes down to the following thing. It's like the difference between I feel I should and I genuinely want to. Mm. And I feel I should is fundamentally unsustainable. Like you will burn out. Right. If you don't genuinely want to, then that is a problem. And then you need to find that authentic desire for a particular, um, for a particular pursuit or endeavor. Right. Um, and, and sometimes we need to experience contrast. We need to experience the other end. We need to experience darkness in order to be able to appreciate the light. You know, um, I've been going through a very visceral, visceral extended experience in that regard recently. And, um, and I, I, I am so content with where I'm at and, and going through that. And, you know, again, getting the darshan, getting the darshan of like the value of something instead of just mechanistically keeping yourself immersed in a particular way of life, as Jai, you said, because, you know, you just embrace the dogma, you embrace it on the basis of truth with a capital T, I, I must do this. Um, I should do this because this is the truth, not like this genuinely inspires my heart. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Jade Prabhu, we we are we are reaching close to our end point, but I am so so enthusiastic to hear another one of your songs, and this time okay. I won't be so audacious as to you know uh, compel you to play a particular one, but please share whatever you feel you want to share. This is quite nice. This is a song. Uh, that um, kind of goes with with um, following your bliss, basically. So it's it's perfect, perfect. Um. Okay, so this song is called brighter than the sun. Now we understand that the soul that is within our hearts is magnificent. And it is actually said that, it, I, mean, I don't know if it's, is it like 10 times brighter than the sun? Jagannath Prabhu, is it, you heard that? Anyway, it's understood that the soul that is within the heart is, 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 is brighter than the sun. And if you can imagine that, it's pretty amazing because the sun is pretty magnificent and, and, <laughs> and spectacular. So, what is in your heart and what is in mine is very unique and it's very uh, beautiful and it shines like anything. So who you are and who I am are, are two very different 
we are two very different souls and we have our relationship with Krishna is is very unique and that's what that's what makes it so special and when you um, take that risk of following your bliss or following your dreams or taking that that step forward into being honest with where you're at and uh, moving forward with that in, in progressive to becoming, you know, better in your life, then you become, you become in touch with that, that soul. So this song, this song is just about uh, encouraging you to, to, to take that step in, in, in whatever way you see it within your life. Okay, so it's just a little attitude. My worries, mate. It's not a problem. someone today have you put a smile on somebody's face real compassion comes from those who see that everyone is Suffering Can you Forgive those Can you Can you Forgive those Who have done you wrong Can you beg Forgiveness For the wrong that you have done Real love is not what you say But what you do Even if you don't want to Please stop wasting your time Throwing your bucket down a dried up well Your heart buries a light that's brighter than the sun it's time to shine that light on everyone. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. Can you remind someone who they really are? Can you hold their hand? 
absolute truth has come to set us free. This is beautiful. That was our last little computer comment. And um, I have this belief, you know, that beauty will save the world. I mean, the world right now is, you know, ghetto because of its preoccupation with power. So there's this phrase, I think it comes in one of the Gaudiya Math Sanghas. They have these videos, they put beauty over power. Hmm. And um, this episode has been very beautiful and very touching. For me, even, and I don't get touched very easily. I'm a little bit of a stoic, hard ass. I was a little, I was a little nervous about that, Jagannath Prabhu. I'm not <laughs> be honest because I am a squishy little monster, you know. Like I just, my heart, like my heart is just so soft, and I just, I, I, I was like, how the heck am I gonna do this? I'm very nice though. And I know, I know, I know. In person, I'm very like uh, I'm very like good at holding space and reciprocating, you know, emotions. But yeah, just my it's a it's a problem that I'm dealing with and learning to, you know, grow out of myself. Yeah, but it's also it's also like you've just told yourself that so much, Jai Jagannath, that you no, I don't feel any emotions. Oh, I'm so stoic. No, no, no. But you're actually a really a soft-hearted guy. And <laughs> I've seen you, I've seen you be touched so many times, so many <laughs> times. And every time that you're touched, you're like, no, I don't really feel emotions. I'm actually really stoic. But that was so nice. Oh my god, that was so <laughs> Jai Jagannath Prabhu, it's okay to say that things are beautiful and that your heart is actually soft, you know. Okay. Okay, I I'm just I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Um everybody, if you'd like to if you'd like to keep your eye on Jade and you know what he's getting up to, um at soul, but S-O-L-E underscore pilgrim uh, on Instagram. And uh, he's also Jade Green on Facebook. So you can add him. You can follow his journey. He's just recently started, like, sharing um, some of his thoughts and, and, and feelings and experiences on, on the social media realm. But he's definitely going to be 
I'm continuing in that regard. So, (laughs) 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 oh, sheep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll melt you, bro. We'll melt you. Anyway, that was just, that was beautiful. Okay, Jade, your mom is saying, uh, you make my heart complete. I love the man. This is wonderful. Thank you for um, this conversation. Yeah, thank you. It's been um, super awesome. I honestly, I was feeling a little sick, actually, just before we got on the episode. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. This is too much for me. I can't with this. I was like in that mindset. And then right at the beginning of the conversation, um, the first 10 minutes, I was just like, wow, this is very special. And then I felt my whole consciousness shift and my sickness go. I don't feel sick. I'm still having some physical thing right now, but it feels completely transformed by this conversation and by your presence. So I'm very grateful to uh, meet you. Thank you. It's really way. nice to meet you too, Jai Jagannathpur. And, and again, thank you guys so much for your wonderful, you know, act that you're doing. You know, it's really quite special. And I'm I'm going to say this again to everyone who's watching this and whoever's going to watch it again. Please, in the comments, I'm doing your guys' job. <laughs> but from my side, everyone, please write in the comments and wherever you can, just appreciation for these guys in whatever way that you feel, because that is. Uh, the most simple and and, 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 and and basic way to show your, your love for, for these guys. They really are doing a wonderful job. And you guys are. I, I, I'm very grateful to have been a part of this. And I, I, I look forward to seeing how this goes on further. So thank you also. Hare Krishna. We'll, we, we will still announce what we're going to do for episode 51 uh, next week or so. But then... Um, Either on the 17th or the 21st of December, we're going to be doing our final episode, um, episode 52, entitled 108 Shades of Grey. And oh, wow. we will be uh, sharing our, our conclusions and our find not our conclusions, more like our, our conclusions based on our findings uh, from a little um, research project that we did a little bit earlier this year to find out what our really in actuality um the sexual values and practices of devotee couples in our greater society um to just see where people are really at so uh, myself jai jagannath prabhu uh Danya Rico, as well as kumari saki and rajananda um we we sort of like uh, conducted this thing together and um so the the five of us will come onto the podcast and just share our findings and and just yeah, get that conversation going. It's a big conversation. Everyone's having it behind the scenes, and we'd like to bring it into the public space. So that will be episode fifty-two in about two weeks' time. And then stay tuned. We'll do something special for episode fifty-one as well. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, and we're we're just happy to be here and and to serve in this way. Arrival. Yeah, Later, fam.